If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and I'm here with a dear, dear, dear celebrity friend, <laughs> Jess Lazama. What's up, Jess? What's up, you dear, dear friend? You like I call you a celebrity, right? Yeah, I do. I feel super special right now. Yeah, um, and you're sitting you're sitting across from me. I am. I wanted to like see. You yeah, but you're not. You're realizing it's hard to see through all these like high tech microphones, fancy high tech microphones. I'm just now realizing that it's super high tech, and to see you, I have to like look through cords. Yeah. So I'll just look down. Yeah. Just as, you just assume I'm just as hot as I ever was, and then <laughs> we could just all move on. It'll be like a normal dinner date. Yeah, normal dinner. But we've known each other for like ever, especially in the YouTube world. Like I was just talking about you. How the first time that we collabed, you were living with Richard Ryan. Mm-hmm. This was like 2010. Yep. And I had driven up and I... You were up north. Yes. I was up, I drove down. Yep. Um, and we went to threesomes. Nope. You keep saying that though. Us uh, swingers. Swingers. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and we went to that threesome. Uh, I was just like, let me get acclimated here in LA. Uh, yeah, swingers. Went to swingers. And you eat a big old hamburger. Cheeseburger. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to... I had a burger and I think I had it with avocado. And yeah. Excuse me, and I had it with bacon and fries yeah. and ranch. Yeah, and you ordered. You were like, "I'll have exactly what she's." Had. Yeah, I, what am I going to do? Order some dumb salad? Yeah, have some with dressing on the side. <laughs> some pretty salad. Yeah, that was fun. I and mean, then, I threw it up later. I mean, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 you were gone a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, was crying for the remainder of the time. Six years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Long what are we doing I'm... with our lives? <laughs> Uh, not much. We're gonna find out. Uh, not not much. But we've kind of like there's a little thing about like perseverance, especially when you're working like you know online and like YouTube changes and the internet changes and um, it kind of moves and stuff like that. And like you know, there's people that you know, uh, there's people that evolve. There's people that fall off. There's people that go and do different things. There's you know, people that you know, kind of just I guess become obsolete in a way. But we've managed, and I think we feel like we say this, especially every year, like at something like a VidCon, and we're like. Yeah. I can't believe we're doing this again. Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, I feel like I've I have this like love hate relationship with the space, and it's hard to explain unless you've been doing it for so long. Um, but I feel like every career has a shelf life, and it just depends on like, are you a Twinkie? <laughs> yeah. Or or are you an organic burger? <laughs> yeah. So I fall somewhere in the middle where I started YouTube because it was fun, and I just got to be myself on camera and be the eighteen personalities that I have roaming around in my head at all times. Um, um, and then it turned into a business, and then you work with brands, and now all of a sudden it changes. Like, it changes everything, and there's sponsorships, and you there's scope of work, and you have to like draft up all of these things, and it was very daunting for me and overwhelming. And I'm one of those people like I don't want to deal with the business end of it. I just want to be creative. So it was a really it was a huge struggle for me. And nobody that watches you wants to know that you're doing a branded video. They don't want to know. They know that you do it. Obviously, this is our livelihood, but they don't want it thrown in their face. So then how do you do that in an organic way where you're like, hey, love this brand because I love it, but don't love it because I'm getting paid to love it. Um, So yeah, it was a tricky space. And I think when YouTube was doing that sifting 
kind of motion two years ago, we managed to stay above the grates. Yeah. Um, but it's still that thing where it's like, I don't want to have to be, I don't want to just have to box myself into this thing where I have to do tags and Q and A's and challenge videos every week to get views. So then that's the struggle. I just don't get views and I do whatever in the hell I want. So you, but or, or you're like me, who's like, I'm not doing challenge videos. All right, I'll do a challenge video. I actually, this is the funny thing. <laughs> I, do you cuss on this thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I won't, but it's No, you can't say the word won't, though. <laughs> That's the only word you can't sometimes, say. Sometimes, like, shit comes out and F bombs all the time. Um, but sometimes I'm like, I, I, I talk shit, but I really do love doing challenges. I just don't want it to be the only thing that I'm known for doing. And because that's like a fast thing, right? And so I've tried to transition my channel onto personality where it's like my vlogs and my sketches, whereas I bring in Mondays I do Q&As, Wednesdays I travel, and Friday is like my Friday favorites or cooking Fridays. But it's always... Something that rhymes, that, that kind of is a Friday yeah, favorites, fun Friday, Fridays. Exactly. Party Fridays. They have to rhyme. <laughs> yes. They have to rhyme. Saturday sketches um, and that actually is a thing for me so I kind of do that where I take I do whatever's popular but I do it in my way and it always has like that kind of spin of sketch to it just a little bit somehow it has to well it's a point of I mean I think what makes things work is like it doesn't even matter like kind of what you're doing it's your take on it's your point of view and I think that's what people tune in for because everyone does everyone talks about the same things they do the same challenges or they make the same comedy sketches or whatever uh, and there's a whole bunch of people doing the same thing but it's like your specific point of view and it's coming from you that what people are showing up for and it's hard and i i would hope like that is that is ideally that's that is the gist of youtube right like you connect with people that you don't know and they come to watch you every day weekly however long you upload my problem is is i suck at consistency i suck ass at consistency and all they tell you in youtube is be consistent right yeah that's all they say to you is be consistent have a show and so i make myself <laughs> oh my gosh jason i live my life by lists and calendars and schedules and but do i stick to them no, I don't. I don't like being told what to do, least of all by myself. Um, so it's really hard to like find that thing. But then I'm like struggling with it that that like monster of a beast where it's like, but you have to think about longevity and this is sustainability and how do you stay relevant? And I'll, I'm not 17. I have a 17 year old. Like I'm not 17. You wouldn't know it though, right? I mean, I that, that was a big. That was a big. I mean, that was a uh, like a reveal. In your oh, kind yeah. of publicly, right? Yeah. So when I actually came out to my audience and I'm like, hey, guys, I have a, a mom. I have a child. She was 12. And I brought her on Mother's Day when she was 12. And I was like, oh, P.S. She's not a baby. She's 12. Well, now the 12-year-old is 17. She works. She graduated high school. She's starting college. She she's not into the YouTube that much, she's though. She's totally not into the YouTube. She's my exact polar opposite. Yeah. I have to pay her to be in my videos. Like, she legitimately says, Mom, how much are you paying me? And I'm like, oh, my God. You're a hustler. <laughs> um, she is all about that Tumblr life, though. Yeah, yeah. So, we were talking about Tumblr. Yeah, you were. Um, but so, yeah, it, it's that thing. I'm, I don't know. I'm in this funky space where it's like I my numbers look great, but then the numbers don't look great. And so then it's like, well, what the hell do you want to do? You don't have five years to just piss off and to like throw shit against the wall just to see what sticks. You have to feel like I need to figure out what it is that I want to do. And I think that's what I've been doing for the past two years. Last year, I took time off to just kind of build other brands, which was a huge no-no. Never do that. Always work on your brand. Um, but I was hosting things and I made that was my living 
is I made sketches for other channels and it was fun for me and I was making money doing it. And then I come back to my channel and I wonder why, where'd my audience go? But that's what happens when you leave them. You abandon them and they feel abandoned. They now have abandonment issues. And yeah, and they have a right. I mean, they you know, have, a, have a right to be, even though it's not personal and you it know you're doing personal. your thing, but like you you come back to the same thing and the change, the, the turnover is like people grow up, people yeah. have th- different interests and stuff like that. And there's generations like we can look year for year at something like at, at a VidCon and like who are the, the, the big popular people. Yeah. The next year, they might not be that same thing, or they might be more popular. Isn't you don't crazy? know. It's so it's so crazy, and you think back, and I'm sure that you know they're all doing fine and, and and whatever. But to think like people are losing their minds over blank. The next year, they're not losing as many minds over it, and it's kind of crazy. What also I think is really interesting to me is I think that everyone thinks that everyone else is doing so much better than them, but we're all struggling. Yeah. Like we're all. If you look at the the videos that are coming out now, where people or like this is my life these are like my real struggles this is what I'm going through a lot of them are coming from that place where they're like hey I've been doing YouTube for X amount of years I am exhausted I'm, I have no more creative energy and yes I can just be myself and put it on YouTube but then like when do I not if I do that every day am I just a sob story at that point or am I just being honest with you guys and then at that point it's like but you started off doing comedy so I find myself in the situation where I want to be honest with my audience but I feel like I don't have a platform to talk about that I was a teen mom I was 16 I lived in my car nobody knows about that with my child yes it wasn't for years it was just for like two days but you can't Yes, you cannot stay on Walmart parking lots in a car with a child overnight. Um, But like things that I just want to talk about and like the struggles that I've had in life that I feel like I don't have a platform to talk about them, even though YouTube that is like I'm sure they'd love to hear those stories. But would they really? Would they really? They they see me as sketch girl, like happy Mm. Jess, who doesn't have like who is doing all these things and building off platform, which I also think is hugely important to like longevity in the space. But then it's like I don't want to just talk about sad things, but it is a part of my life. So where's the happy medium? Well, you you did something. Speaking of kind of like switching things up, so you did something pretty successfully where I think a lot of people would not be successful or, or even take that chance. Is you in the middle of like right in the middle of things, kind of I guess rebranded yourself. Yeah, like a complete one eighty. Twice. How how did you do that? And what was like kind of like the process and what you were thinking about and how do you make it successful and what do you think are some things? Because I I think that's something that people might want to do. Like, you know, I have this thing, but it's not who I really am anymore. So how do I take this and, you know, kind of build something else and have it be somewhat successful? Are you talking about when I was the YouTuber formerly known as Exotic Jess? Yeah, well, that, that'd be the first <laughs> the one, yeah. And that's that's huge. Yeah, so I was Exotic Jess. I'm the YouTuber formerly known as Exotic Jess. Um, my, originally, like, my going thing was, hey, if uh, Snoop Lion can do it and the sign, the symbol, um, then I can do it too. But I, what prompted that change is that I really wanted to work with moms, other mothers. I didn't know anybody in the space who is the Shaytards, obviously, yeah. but they run another state. So I didn't have anybody in my immediate circle who are mothers. I wanted to be a part of a mom group, but the moms didn't want me because I was exotic dress. And when you think exotic, you think pole dancer. I labeled myself exotic like a flower because I'm Islander. (laughs) So I decided- That's how we think. You know? Society. These people, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, So I had to go from exotic dress to just my name, Jess Lazama. And in doing that, I really feel like people took me more seriously, which is, that's just a shitty thing. But you take a, I mean, the thing is like, you know, they people, especially on YouTube, um, you know, there's probably a large male audience that's like, 
I'm here for exotic jazz, right? And then you switch that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I, I'm sure you had to like any ego has to go out the window. Not Absolutely. that you have it, but even if you have any, like you have to be willing to be like, I'm, I'm going to take a hit and I'm just going to have to deal with that. And I did. I took a huge hit, but I'm okay with that because I know that that's in the beginning, like that's what I, I literally knew my angles. And I mean like top angle, like, hey, my space, that's where I'm going to put my mm-hmm. camera and film down my top for an hour. Um, like I knew my angles and I knew that when I was starting off, you you grab them, reel them in with a thumbnail and then you make them stay for the content. And they hopefully, ideally in a perfect world, they just become attached to your personality and your content and they keep coming back day after day, week after year after year. Um, But in changing completely what I was doing and even now if you look the way that I dress now from the way that I dressed five years ago, totally different. And I think that was just a personal change because people really, if they box you into one thing, that's all they give you the opportunity to do. So I was only getting casted for roles like a sexy girlfriend or the sexy mistress. It was always like sexy, sexy, sex, sex, sex. Um... And it's funny because, uh, so do you remember when Playboy was doing all those things with the YouTubers? Oh yeah. So they approached me and I immediately, one, I was like, I mean, it did cross my mind. I was like, ooh, this could be a lot of fun. But then I thought, dude, like I don't need to be any more sex in people's eyes than they already think of me. And I totally- Would it, be, would it have been different for you uh, if you were just, if you weren't that before, if you were just always just, let's say, Jess Lazama? Would no. you be more inclined to do it? Because a lot of the YouTubers that did it weren't, weren't uh, people like, I'm just kind of surprised some of these people did it. Not that I didn't think anything wrong with it. I was just kind of like, oh, it's a surprise. I was surprised in that they came out so beautiful. Yeah, everyone Everybody looked really great. It wasn't like, incredible. it wasn't like slutty or no. it wasn't, it was, it was, and you know me, like, listen, I, I love it. You know, I think it's great, but it, you know, it didn't come off as like uh, exploitive Trashy. or anything. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really, it was super cool. Well, that's the thing. You, you think Playboy, you automatically associate that name with something negative. Yeah. And so I really feel like that campaign really brought something beautiful to it because those girls, Nikki Limo, like holy shit, she was beautiful. But she's um, ugly Bug. and gross the rest of the time. <laughs> Nikki. She, she's actually more beautiful in person. It's crazy. But Lisa Bug. Mm-hmm. But you think of their brands. I feel like Lisa Bug's brand is more like she's quirky. Yeah. And she's edgy, um, kind of like crazy. Yeah, and like... so then this was like a nice little take on what the sexy side of her could be. And with Nikki, she's one of the guys. Like she's yeah. a cool chick. She knows about sports. She's fucking hot. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it's, she. you put her in this sexy role and you're like oh my god yes like of course that's been there the whole time for me I have big eyes big lips big fake boobs and so people just automatically think that so for me I just didn't need to do that anymore than what people already thought like I was already trying to separate myself from that brand so I just kind of made and this is even me after reaching out to them and saying hey I know you emailed me six months ago let's think back about what we can do even after that I was like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just going to turn it down because it's just not. Well, because the goal is also you want people to like be, you know, it's awareness, right? You want people to be like, oh, cool. Let me check out more uh, from Jess. And you go and it's and it's, you know, not that not be what thing. They expected. Yeah. And I mean, that's not really helpful to really anyone, you know. Right. And that's why I originally did the switch was because I wanted to be taken more seriously. And that's really fucking hard to do when you're mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. and especially when you're like all booby um, and so to have somebody take you seriously and, and know that you have a brain and that you can be funny but you can also be taken seriously that was my struggle and so not that I'm constantly struggling with that and that's like a huge part of my life it's just something that I, I hope was a good idea and so then last year I kind of rebranded once again and decided I wanted to build off platform and started a blog um, and so I already had all of this this content because what I do when I'm 
happy, sad, any emotion you can think of as I write. And so I just took those writings and paired them with um, relatable pictures or in that moment that I had taken those photos and I posted them up and they got a really good response. And so now my primary income comes from blogging and working with brands and traveling with my daughter. So it's pretty awesome. It, you, but you you had to be um, willing to kind of give yourself a break, right? Because you know it wasn't going to be like overnight. Like it was going to be, you, you had to be willing to be like, listen, I'm going to have to, you know, again, t- my ego might take a hit because I'm used to getting like a lot of views. I'm used to getting a lot of traffic. And then you, you switch to something new sometimes, you know, you lose a little bit of one. And then to, before you get another, how, like how long do you think the transition was where it was like you kind of stopped doing what you were doing on YouTube and made that transition where like what you're closer to what you're doing now became successful? I feel like it took like a year. And this is the thing. I beat myself up a lot of, a, a lot about it in the past because I was like, but you gave yourself time off. You took a year off your channel. You were super inconsistent because you were doing other ventures and making yourself happy. Now you're back on your channel. So I gave myself a good year to post consistently on my blog. And I constantly cross-promoted it through all other platforms. By the way, there's like 150 now that we have to do daily. Um, and it was exhausting. But now the payoff is that I don't solely have to rely on just being a YouTuber. Like I'm always going to be on platform. I'm always going to be on YouTube because that's where I started. But to have the option to, you know, do other things with your life is it's really amazing. And for me, just to be able to do both at the same time, just be a vlogger and be a blogger. That's ideal because I love being on camera, but sometimes I just want to write and I love writing, but sometimes I just want to be on camera. So basically, I'm just here to tell you I'm crazy. (laughs) Uh. I mean, like, would you, how would you, how am I put this? So for people out there, I guess, that are, you know, they might have something and, and they're like, I've changed. How, how would you suggest they kind of go from one thing to another? Like, if you had to do it again, like, what would you say the process is? I feel like there's no other way to do it than to just do it because I kind of did it kind of forcefully and bluntly and I kind of forced my audience into this thing where it was like oh you saw me in one way well this is going to be me now. And, and some will leave. And some will leave. And, but some will stay. Your core tribe will stay and they'll follow you to the to the, your ride or die. Mm-hmm. They're your ride or die and I think that's pretty incredible but for like transitioning from one platform to another within the same space so becoming a vlogger to a blogger or blogger to a vlogger because a lot of mom people are doing that where they're like oh I do a lot of like mom lifestyle stuff, but now I want to vlog. I think the easiest thing to do is one, just to do it. And also to really think about what you want that to look like. Do you want to do lifestyle? Like pick a genre and go with it just like you would YouTube. Um, and really no, it's not just like YouTube. It's not going to do anything for you. Like you really have to be happy in doing it until it like starts to pick up traction and then you know, okay, I'll, I'm getting paid to do what I love to do. But until then, you're just going to have to love what you do. You have to enjoy the process. <laughs> Absolutely. Because if you're expecting, you know, I think a lot of people think that, you know, the internet is so, everything is so quick. Everything is happening now and they see people being really successful, but they're not mm-hmm. seeing what's really leading up to that. And you have to enjoy to be consistent, you have to enjoy it and yeah. you have to do something that's somewhat authentic or you're going to run out of stuff. Absolutely. And that's it is that instant gratification where you chase it and you chase it and we upload. We spend so much energy in a video. It goes up and then as soon as it's uploaded, you promote the shit out of it and then you move on to the next thing. And it's like, ah, ah, you're just constantly trying to catch your breath from that last thing and then you move on to the next. And then then add in the element of now that made you money. Say you worked with the brand or you integrated something or you did a sponsorship and now you 
you had that on X, so now the next thing you have your eyes set on something bigger, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you're not satisfied. So that even is a slippery slope. Like there's just no happy ground. The happy ground is really just you like it, whether or not it makes you money, and if you end up being at your career and it pays for you to live a comfortable life and you're happy, then you're doing it right. Uh, I mean, speaking of something that you know that you're doing now, you're working with Mashable. Yeah. So I would think like would 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 you think like the 2011 Jess 2012 would work with Mashable? That would no. that make any sense? I mean, to me, I'd be like, I mean, anything's possible. But for me, I was like, those things don't seem to go together. It's funny because yeah, you I would not if you told 2011 Jess that she'd be like, damn, I need to get my act together. Um, but for me, that's another thing that take on do what you love to do because they chose me because I love outdoors, I love traveling, I love being an explorer, and so that is the campaign. They have this campaign. It's called Find Your Park. And so I explore every weekend. I leave tomorrow morning to go to Joshua Tree, actually, to just go rock climbing and, like, scaling walls and uh, mountain biking. So in doing what I love to do, essentially, in the beginning a year ago, that's kind of what led to this this whole thing. And so to answer your original question, it is really just do all the things. Do all the things that you want to do. And and it's funny because originally my first brand manager was like, hey, you should really just pick one topic and go with it. But I wanted to do it all. I wanted to do the mom stuff. I wanted to be a traveler. I wanted to do beauty. I wanted to do lifestyle. I wanted to do everything. And I did that. And through that, I've just become a lifestyle brand. And that just kind of opens you up to everything else. Um, this is something I was kind of thinking about. It's, I don't know if it's an existential question. Do you, do you think since you started, you've ever truly had a day off? No, I don't think I ever have a day off. Ever, because with this thing, it's you know, it, it's it. There is no day because you're always if you're updating something, you're working. Really, if you're thinking and planning in your head, like okay, what do I have tomorrow? You're always working. There yeah. is no it, it it it. There are no days off. And I don't know if you're like you know. Sometimes I'm like oh, like I'm so overwhelmed. And but then if I have a pocket of nothing's going on, I'm thinking, well, what else should I be doing? I'm there with you. Where it's like silence is the killer because I feel like it's also there's no clock in. You know, we don't clock into a place. Mm-hmm. We don't clock out. And I don't have enough of a mindset where I'm like oh. So my schedule is I get up, I work out, I come home, and I work. And usually that looks like getting up at 7, working out, and then working until 9, 10, 11, 3 a.m. So there's not – I don't have that healthy balance of have a life but work too. So – and you know, being a YouTuber, doing what we do, you're secluded a lot of the time. A lot of the time you're sitting in your room writing by yourself, filming by yourself to yourself, editing by yourself. So all of this stuff is a very – it's a very lonely process, and I have to force myself to get out and do these kinds of things where I'm like, I'm going to go meet a friend. We're going to do a podcast. I'm going to meet a friend. I'm going to go have – like a creative powwow where we drink coffee. Like I have to force myself to be in people's faces and go to these community events because if you're out of it too long, people forget about you and they don't forget about you because you're nobody. They forget about you because it's kind of that mentality where it's like out of sight, out of mind. And that becomes really hard when you've been doing it for so long and you just feel like, am I relevant to this space? Like, do I want to be here? Do these people, some people soar far and beyond you and are you close to them anymore you know it just it just it's a it's a tricky kind of relationship to balance so not having that schedule kind of sucks <laughs> well just you're you're always going to be relevant to me <laughs> always and not that it's Thank saying you, much dear, dear celebrity friend i know it's just like a couple of celebrities um 
well, just where can we find all your stuff? My everything is now my name. So my YouTube channels, youtube.com slash Jess Lazama. And on Twitter's, Instagram's, everything is just underscore Lazama. I had to be that girl. Um, yeah. So check me out. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna check you out. Follow me along on my crazy journey. Follow, and you could you see me at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. If you're listening and you're listening on iTunes, why don't you subscribe and, and leave a comment for Jess and do it. Leave some stars. And if you're on SoundCloud, you know, re re-soundclouded. I don't know, but <laughs> this is the Friends Without Benefits podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. No, thank you, Jess. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.